Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the TetraCast. My name is Zach Reese, I'm your host. So, we're reaching the end of the year of 2017. Uh, we, this is, in fact, the December 23rd, 2017 edition, I should mention. So, people might be wondering why we didn't have a podcast last week. That's because we were having our Game of the Year discussions. Uh, that took place uh, last last weekend. Went for a good while, uh, not as long Everyone as... made it out alive, though, so... Yes, um... Surprisingly so, because some of the discussions that happened uh, got a little fierce at times. But <laughs> Kyle and Kite almost didn't make it. But... No, they they didn't. I mean, let's yeah, we should mention people should wa- uh, listen to that because Kite Stenbuck, who's uh, translated for the site, participated in that podcast. And so if you made wanna... his grand debut. Yes, I hope he podcast. does. <laughs> it's kind of hard for him to be on these podcasts just because obviously he's in a in a different time zone, kind of like Casma. Uh, but you know, uh, eventually. Um, We'll have him on again, but in any case, I should introduce the people that are that you're, you just heard a little bit of. Uh, first off, I've got the voice of Josh Torres. Happy holidays from the West Coast. Hello, and we got uh, Chamin Wu. Hey, how's it going? Hello, and we got Kazuma Hashimoto. Hi. Hi. Uh, so yeah, it's it's been um, a very eventful year. Uh, I went a little bit into that in our game of the year discussions, but boy, it's been crazy. Uh, for RPG site, and now that we're kind of winding down, just based on the stuff that we've been playing, uh, it looks like we're not really fully committed to starting another uh, console game or a PC game or anything big. Uh, no, sort of just no more console games. Yeah, a little burned out to be honest. Um, if only well, I was going to ask you, did anyone pick up the Xenoblade expansion pass or whatever? Uh, well, I mean, I didn't, but it doesn't really add anything right now. That, that, there's an update for it, but it's that's not like part of the expansion pass. It's not gated by the expansion pass. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the kind of the feeling that I had was that the only reason I was playing a bunch of games back to back was because of the game of the year stuff. But now that that's over, it's like ah, uh, let's you know take a take a breather, uh, take back, recharge, relax. Yes, and and uh, look forward to another insane year uh, of games to play. But before we get into that, let's talk about uh, some of the games that we've been playing since the last podcast. Now, Cosmo. I don't yeah. know what this RGGK2 is. But oh my god. Sorry. <laughs> no! Oh god, just... No! It's Ryogagotoku Kiyomi 2. What? Like a <gasps> Yakuza 2? Huh? Hmm? Yeah, like. No, like it's a dragon? Not... Yeah, it's uh, Ryogagotoku Kiyomi 2 or like a dragon. There's so many slashes Kiyomi up two. here. I don't. I can't. I'm sorry. Um, Go ahead. Um, yeah, it's uh, Yakuza Kiyomi 2. It's I the mean, only like, it's console the... game we're actually going to talk about. Oh, great. Yeah. I mean, it, it came out on its <laughs> anniversary. Um, and it's very close to Christmas because most of the games actually take place around Christmas. It's kind of like the diehard of like games, I guess. Because like once every year, a tower blows up, Kiryu gets stabbed, maybe someone dies <laughs> around Christmas. So like, oh man, I now I'm just like I kind of bummed out now. There's like no like Hollywood film adaptation of Yakuza that's just basically diehard reskinned. Okay, well there's a film adaptation in Japan, and it's not bad. Like it's really not bad for like being a video game like movie. Because the guy that like coined the Yakuza film genre actually directed the film. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah, it's really cool. He directed like all of the commercials and everything for it as well when the first game was coming out. That's just like you know random Yakuza like, uh, like fan and fan information or I, I don't know. It's like a trivia. The word is trivia. That's what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. It's trivia. Um, yeah, I mean. Um, the uh, only good, the only good Japanese like video game film adaptation that I actually like really like because it was so fucking weird was the Ace Attorney one. 
that actually directed that one. Oh, really? One. Oh, cool. And a uh, guy that was in Yakuza 4, he played Tanimura. He's actually uh, Phoenix Wright in that film. Oh, awesome. Nice. Uh, so there's a lot of like cameos and a lot of people involved in the same kind of production and everything. But yeah, I, I can't believe I'm the only one playing a console game right now. Like, <laughs> uh, it is you what it is. I feel. We're not cowards. I'm just tired, okay? It's been a long year. I've reviewed, like, 15 games. <laughs> All right? I'm tired. No. Um, I will say with Kiwami 2, though, there's actually a lot of content they cut, unfortunately. Oh, no. So, yeah, they cut out the entire uh, extra area in Osaka, like, with the Billy Ken statue. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, the entire area's gone. There are only 75 sub-stories now, and that includes the new ones that they put in. They took out a couple of them. Um, the entire hotel district and champion district isn't in uh, Kamurocho, so they just took the map from six, lifted it, and like oh, made man. it. it how do you feel? How do you feel about that? There's like less is more in this case, or it just doesn't mm-hmm. feel weird. So I will say that changing some of that really affects the pacing of the story, and I don't want to seem like an elitist, but I would mm-hmm. absolutely recommend like OG two over Kiwami two. But I would wow. say play Kiwami two after playing OG2 because all of the Crazy Ken Band songs are also gone. Oh, so, oh fuck. Okay, I'm not, I'm not okay with these changes. Why? I wonder why they did that. It's just, you know... I actually much. heard a lot of people saying the exact same thing as Cosmo right now, telling me don't get the remake. Get the That's remake. insane. Wow. This, this is like a dream project. <laughs> this is a Yakuza 3 all over again. Uh, no, hey, hey, don't even start with me on that one. In the I West, go, in the oh. West, okay. Yeah, I will agree with that, okay. Um, but no, they replaced the Crazy Ken Ben with uh, Sim. And Sim, okay, and everyone's going to be like, oh, like, Sim's really dumb, whatever, but they're actually really popular in Japan. Like, they do a lot of, like, openings for, like, uh, Shingeki no Bahamut. That was a really crazy popular mobile game in Japan. Uh, and they do a lot of crossovers with really popular alternative artists. So I see why they did a cross promotion to like get new people to play the games because collectors are, will probably buy this just to like collect it. But they already released Yakuza two like three times in Japan, not counting huh. Kiwami two. So um, and this is mostly for Chinese audience as well, since China never got a localization of Yakuza two until now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, the Sim songs aren't awful, but when they choose to play them, like, that's the bad part. Oh, And they gosh. play the worst part of the songs, too. Good, so, like, great. you hear that scene with Key on the Bridge, and you hear this, like, weird reggae guitar oh going on. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad! Um, but, I mean, um, let's say Majima scenario really isn't worth buying it, like, just buying uh, the game for it either it's relatively short and it doesn't really add much aside from like tie up a couple of loose ends from yakuza zero yeah the, uh, this one this, this doesn't have like the majima anywhere thing from kiwami it's just a separate like side story like devoted fully to majima right yeah it's a very short side story uh, okay. um it's maybe like three hours like mm-hmm. tops if you're slow to it i mean you can spend a lot of time with it and you can even reload it once you've finished it from the main menu. We're talking about like um, how long Yakuza is. That's a drop in the bucket, really. Jeez. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was talking to this, talking about this with someone else, and they were like, "Yeah, you could get through like Kiwami Two in like all like two hours by skipping all the cutscenes because there's like very little game content now, like outside of that." That's um, weird. That's kind of weird. Fuck. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, you can play virtual on it at least, so that'll yeah, like, take almost my half play- hours. Like, you have that original one? Uh, oh, no, go ahead. I was going to say, the original ritual is on that Yakuza yeah. 2? 
Yes, it is. It is in Q1 V2. Yeah. I don't um, know. I don't know if so, I. Yeah, it's it's a, a really mixed bag. I mean, like, um, I I love Ryuji as like a character, and his model looks really good. So like, I like thirst purchased, I guess. So. Was <laughs> he a Yakuza fan? Like a born again Yakuza fan? Yeah. No, not really. <laughs> but um. I mean, it's it's like it is what it is. Like uh, they even said in multiple interviews that they were really struggling with the budget and the time constraint for this. Oh, so I'm okay. That either they were out. So like that that's something at least outside of all the content removal and the sim songs and you know. Mm. I wonder if like people who've never played the Yakuza, the original Yakuza two, like if it'll be like a if they'll notice like. The bigger pacing issues with it, or they'll just kind of be like, "Oh, okay, that's all right." Like, I mean, I mean, they won't notice the cuts, but I mean, I just wonder how it'll be like to like a first timer to Yakuza too. I mean, I can't really say because I've been playing the series. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both of you and I one, can be so, like, mm. "Yeah," uh, but I'm curious to see how people will like it. People who are new to the series, because this right. is definitely mostly made for them in making the games more accessible to a new audience. Right. So if that gets people to continue to purchase the games and support the series and go through and play the older games, then I'm I'm very happy that this game came out. Then I'm very happy. Yeah, for sure. Is there any like a uh, any real improvements from like the Yakuza from Yakuza Six over to Yakuza Two Koami in terms of just, like uh, gameplay flow or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. So it kept um, the system from Yakuza Six uh, with the Dragon Engine and everything. And yeah, you have like your problems with ragdolling, like whatever. Like I don't really care about that kind of stuff. So people, it really bothers me. I really don't. It doesn't bother me at all. Um, but the fighting system is way more fluid because Kiryu has the same fighting style from Yakuza Six, or like the same combat style into Kiwami Two. But he has more moves, and. Uh, Unlike Yakuza 6, when he does a drop kick, he's not just laying there because he's old, so he's more like hitting up and like hitting back on his feet and two because he's still young. And he's yeah, he's not like hurting his back. Like so and this is really funny. So in Yakuza 6 actually, uh, if he gets hit in the back, he'll actually grab his back like he's in pain because he's like old. Really it's really sad, really funny. Um and Kill Me Too is not a problem. Uh, only strange thing about Kill Me Too is that when you enter your rage art mode, which is something new they introduced in 6. Uh, in Yakuza Kiwami 2, you can get staggered out of it, but in uh, 6, you don't. So that's kind of weird, I guess. There are a lot more heat moves in Kiwami 2 now that they added that really add uh, more to the combat and make it very satisfying. That's cool. I, I'm just kind of thinking back on the old Kiryu thing and kind of how that reminds you of like old Snake and MGS Party time it made him crouch. I'm like, oh, dude, I f- I'm so fucking sorry. <laughs> I know this must be killing you. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I mean, that's that's nice that you know they kind of uh, improve uh, more on the Yakuza Six thing, kind of adding more, exploring like you know the boundaries of that uh, new engine. It's just I, it's gonna be hard with with the cuts. I'm gonna I'm interested to see you know how how well can they kind of all mesh it together and how I'll feel about it. You know when the rubber meets the road. Well, that's... The, the fact that they ran out of budget and uh, t- uh, time constraints and everything like that, it just goes to show like you know. I don't know how they're, how they're going to treat the rest of the series. Like, are they going to continue on to do, like, three and four? Maybe even, like, well, five obviously do, doesn't need to be changed. But, like, three and four. No, well, this, this is where Yakuza Online comes in. Because they're hoping that, you know, the cash they get from Yakuza Online. That's a good point. Hopefully, well, you know. Yeah. So, Nagoshi already said that if Kiwami 2 does well, they're going to think about making Kiwami 3. 
So it will really yeah. depend on the Chinese sales. And if they do Kiwami 3, I'm really worried because the Dragon Engine has this like reputation of really ruining character spaces. And I really don't want to see that happen to Mine because he's really good looking too. So I was really <laughs> lucky that Ryuki was like better looking. Um, mm. But as far as it goes, uh, regarding these like uh, spin-off titles or remakes they don't get like a really big budget but the yakuza series has never had a really huge budget but sega still expects them to make a triple a project with like a like a single uh single a title budget game or whatever like it, they don't they don't get a lot of money mm -hmm. and they don't have a lot of time and people don't really understand this and they do talk about this in interviews but only in japanese how they're like really pushed for time constraints like uh with the original yakuza 2 they had 10 months to make that entire game and if oh. they didn't make it no more Yakuza games ever. Like that oh was literally real. That is that's <laughs> the worst. And when you think about like um, Yakuza one and two, of course, they're PS two games originally, and then you had like quote unquote up like ports to like remastered ports, but it's like they're for the Wii, which is still sub HD. And so it makes sense that that would cost a lot more money to try to recreate all those assets. And hopefully, with like if they do Kwame three, uh, then it won't be as much money used because it's just yeah because 3 is still a good looking game and so i don't think that have to be as challenging but boy uh, just hearing you say that uh makes me uh sympathize with that with that team yeah it's, it's pretty rough um but i really hope that like when it comes to the new series the shin ryuga gotoku that they'll be given enough time to fully flesh out uh kasuga as like a character mm -hmm and to recreate Kamurocho as it stands now for Kabukicho because I think that'll be really, really important because I know that game will probably also be in the Dragon Engine as far as they've said. I'm not sure if that will change, but I know online is kind of like the filler between uh, Yakuza 6 and uh, uh, Shinryu at the moment. Let's be competitive, of course. It has to be good enough, so that's very very important if that's supposed to be the future of the series as it stands so boy it makes me nervous about that i have another question aren't those sorry oh go ahead i have another question don't these games sold in like a budget because i remember the first one was like it was like retail like 30 dollars compared to uh only only kiwami was yeah. uh 30 because they were like well like we just threw it together for like the 10th anniversary like this is a thank you to the fans because uh kiwami 2 is full price like that is like Full price, like whole, mm. yeah. It's it's a lot of money. Yeah, we have the Majima DX edition. Please don't ask me how much that costs. Well, <laughs> how, much, how, much did, how much did the Yakuza Zero cost? Because I don't think that was full priced either. I think that was full price. Full price. In in the in America though, that's what I'm asking. Yes. Yeah, it full was. Price price it was price okay. Oh, okay. I'm just making sure because for some reason I could have sworn that they have like a different price point for Americans compared to mm -hmm. what you get over there. So. No, no, it, it's mostly the same. Um, yeah, but speaking of online games, yes. I heard you guys are playing Gotcha. Yes, and <laughs> no, I heard never. you've been playing Gotcha as well. Oh my gosh! From now on, from this point on, we're going to be talking about Gotcha. So heads up to everybody because it seems like, like I was talking about, we're kind of winding down of the year, and to sort of uh, relax a little bit, we've been just laying in our. Or wherever you quote unquote relax relaxing and playing gotcha games so i know uh Kazuma, you've been playing lineage 2 revolution which is crazy to think that lineage 2 as a mobile game apparently is super popular uh just like its pc mm -hmm. counterpart how is it okay so 
I'll preface this by saying I've been playing Lineage 2 or was playing Lineage 2 from like the age of 12 to 18, like religiously. Oh, wow. Like my dad would let me skip school to like raid with him at night. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so... that's a good parent right there. <laughs> nice. Good. Yeah. Well, okay. Like think of it this way. Like Lineage 2 has such a diverse like 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 a uh, range of classes. Like each race has maybe nine classes attached to it. And each of those classes has unique skills and passives that they can add to have different party compositions um, and different raise strategies for PvP and PvE and just, like, in general, like, doing all of these, like, high, all this high-tier content. And my dad, I think, was, like, one of the only Sheelan elders on that server, like, at the time. And that meant he was one of, like, Four people that could mana restore other characters. He was one of the elder gods. Yeah, basically, he was like, "Oh no, come to our group, come to our group." And I was, uh, I was pretty good at playing the Sagittarius, and that was a ranged light elven class, and they benefited from being able to not get hit too easily. So I just like run around and strafe and like hit people. So like I, I'd play with him. And I was part of a really dedicated raid group, so yeah, like I, I, I know a lot about this game. And Revolution is is pretty similar in the way that each race has nine classes to it with unique skills and unique passives and unique strategies involved so i have one i don't know two characters right now i have an elven elder that's post 40 and doing pve content and like tower battles and the game has a lot to offer and is actually quite generous so you have uh, a tower mode that's kind of like a tower defense uh defend the crystal type mode where you play with other players and some classes are definitely favored than others because of their high ability to take damage or draw aggro or group heal or give regens because again these skills are unique to each race within each like class branch and it's just it's so much like there's so much right so like back up a little bit for for me because i i, I haven't really played that much lineage too no. and okay. I, I so okay like lineage, lineage two revolution is just basically like the entirety of like lineage two and its systems ported over to mobile, or is it like did it trim it down a little, or is it? So, um, I will say that it's incredibly faithful lineage two, but it's considered a mobile reimagining in the way that you have like an auto battle system, and the game isn't like too crazy hard because they want to encourage grinding and players to be online all the time. But the weapon upgrading system and how unforgiving it is, is still there, along with the gear upgrading system and the multiple passives and um, But there's all like a, there's like a, all a persistent online world that like you'll encounter other players in it. And oh, yeah, has to be yeah, there is worldwide PvP everywhere. Like, oh, shit, that's yeah, awesome. <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's lineage too. Like, um, you go out somewhere and you're farming, and then someone comes up and hits you, and then you're just gone. You're like, okay, I guess. Is thanks. there like any sort of like 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 safeguarding against like you PvP, or it's just like nope, you're you're totally Town. fucked. Towns, towns. You have to go to okay. towns, yeah, Those are, okay. because they have guards there. And, okay. Yeah, and the guards will protect you from players that have red names. So in lineage two, when you kill a player, you get karma, and they had to put the system in because in OG lineage two. Players would just be going around killing each other, like, left and right, like, mm -hmm. indiscriminately. Yeah. To the point that people were just like, I can't level because this 300-man alliance wants to cut off this entire area from leveling. <laughs> so this one class cannot level up to ruin the meta. Oh, my gosh. So This sounds amazing. This sounds, like, yeah, no, rough. This, this is awesome. This is amazing. Yeah. This is cool. Um, but, this is the kind um, of fucked up shit I like hearing about in games. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the way the community just totally... 
gut each other. I actually did something like that in Ion, which is also made by NCSoft. And, you know, like, yeah. I killed a town broker and they couldn't shop. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, oh, Ion is very the same way. Like, I play a lot of Ion, too. Um, but, yeah, no, they had the karma system in, implemented because of this. So if your name's, like, really dark red, then if someone kills you, gear will drop. I don't know if that's the same in, like, Lineage Revolution because that was a punishment for players that were just killing indiscriminately. That if you, if you want to take the chance and, like, murder people... When you die, all your gear will fall off of your body, and it's free game mm. for anyone. Nice. Oh, oh my god! It's like Fantasy Star Online, because <laughs> I've yeah. been stealing <laughs> people's bodies over there. Yeah, uh, but uh, in order to get rid of that, you have to kill monsters, and that's kind of the same thing in Revolution. Is that there's this one area where you have to collect herbs to make potions, and people will sit there in Revolution and just PK the fuck out of everybody. Oh in that- my god. People from gathering herbs to level up like other stats. Like it's oh, it's so much. That's so. So is lineage to revolution? Is it like free to play, like to download, and or is it uh, okay? And where does the actual like real money microtransactions come into play in it? Buying gems and rolling gotcha for weapons and gear, and the gear leveling system is like how you level cards in most other like uh, gotcha games. You need to get duplicates and then fuse those duplicates to make a higher tier. And they have uh, D C B A S. Uh, SS and SR. Standard, so you need to yep. standard, yeah, standard. Way so you use. need to make sure you have like a two SS pieces of gear to fuse them to make an SR, and then a random uh, piece of gear will happen, but it will be within like a body piece or a weapon or gloves. Oh, so or... it's not even like guaranteed what what kind of equipment you get if you get get two rarities together. Like, say you get like a weapon and a weapon of the same rarity, and you fuse them. There's no guarantee that'll be a weapon on the no, other it, end. It, be a weapon, but maybe it's not the weapon you want. Oh, of course. Oh <laughs> a fucking course. Why? Why would you want to deal with that? That's God. Because I love this game, Zach, oh and it's good to me. I have an SR staff, so That's I'm not going to... Didn't you know that all uh, Lineage 2 players are Moscus? Oh, <laughs> my God. Yeah, no. True. I'm, I'm sounding that way right now, like, and it's really scaring me, but yeah, no, I'm like into it, I guess. I can like, <laughs> imagine you like with bloodshot eyes trying to play that game and like every time getting like shit, <laughs> just not getting uh, anything the, good from rolls. Oh, they introduced castle sieges now, and that's like, oh, that's I think 50 right versus there. 50 PvP for like castles you can own in regions to like tax players for like buying at shops and stuff. Oh my god. It's yeah, it's it's turning into old lineage like two now where people are like fucking with the economy and there's like, power <laughs> wars and clan wars and stuff again and alliances and it's it's really nostalgic for people that played OG Lineage 2 and if you did play OG Lineage 2 I was just really checking it out. And for new people it's definitely a more accessible version of Lineage 2 and allows a lot of variety because of all the different classes you can play and all the different things you can do. Like, I can say I've never gotten bored playing this game, like, ever. It's uh, really fun. How's the performance in it? Because I remember, like, back in the old days when you had, like, gigantic servers, like, say, Ragnarok online servers, when you go into town, you just, you just felt like your frame would just go tanks because it's, like, trying to fit, like, 200 players at once uh, in that town. Like, when you <laughs> enter a town, like, does it just, like, completely go with, like, single-digit uh, frame rate territory or... Well, because this is a Korean game, they mm-hmm. know that servers need to, uh, different channels need to exist within the server. So you get put into like uh, channels with like low traffic when you log in. They make sure to like really lock that off and make sure that like no 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 one channel gets overloaded or one server gets overloaded. So that's really good. 
but this all on the fly, like when you connect, you don't have to like choose a server. They'll just automatically uh, allocate you to a server. Yeah, we can also like go to like the top part of the screen and pick your server too. And if you want to play on like server, uh, like a uh, channel one on like whatever server you're on, you're fine because there are different servers for each region. They have your oceanic server, your uh, Asian servers, North American, European, all of that, because some of that like latency will affect PVP. Mm. And you have to really consider that. Like when you're playing this game, and there and I'm, there's a way to like uh, like play with your friends, right? There's a party system that you can like send in friend invites to, and that like yeah. what's like the like the max amount of player are like eight. a friend party? Okay. No, uh, no, hang on, no, it's eight and OG, and it's four in this one. Okay. Four, four or five, um, and you also get a experience bonus for having more people in your party. So you'll go into like a dungeon with a bunch of like randoms, and you'll auto battle like the first room with a group of people, and just grind that way. And, like, I'll admit, like, when I'm writing articles for the site, I just put auto battle on and just, like, <laughs> grind for, like, two hours while I'm, like, reporting on oh news and gosh, stuff. Oh, my gosh, okay. Because the game just goes from, like, monster to monster to monster to monster to monster. And with that bonus experience you get from people in your party, it's a very easy way to level up and to grind gear. Because monsters do drop gear, but at a very low rate, just like Lineage 2. That sounds so, a bit like Dynasty Wars Unleashed. <laughs> Oh god, <laughs> that's the auto, yeah. right? You can just auto, and it goes through the entire level, like going from encounter to encounter, just going yeah. like a main street mm. line to whatever the quest objective is. It's ridiculous. Man, this uh, this uh, sounds amazing. An MMO that can really grind out and just turn your smart <laughs> smartphone into a fucking grinding machine. Oh my that's god, it. what was if the? You, if you play it, let me know. There was a there was a game that was uh, that came out like. 10 15 years ago i forget i forget what it was called but you like you had a group of three and it did exactly that like you would set your characters in a spot and just have them auto and it would just run around i'm trying to remember what the name of it was it was like some weird like i don't know every korean mmo that was really <laughs> I, I, I think i know what you're talking about because i have it on on my desktop hang on because i'm is oh, it no. aura kingdom I yes aura kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Aura kingdom. yeah 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 <laughs> Okay, I love MMOs. Like, I'm all about that. So I've tried like everything. Oh my gosh, that's that's the thing is that um, it's amazing how like, especially in Korea, how amazing those games look. Uh, even if they might be exactly the same, because for example, like Terra Online is going to be on PS4 next year, and then you got mm-hmm. Kingdom Under Fire Two, which was supposed to go into beta like either late this year or early next year for PS4 as well. Uh, for North America and Europe, so hopefully we'll a little news about that, but too, but th- those games look amazing, and it's it's impressive. And then you look at like you know in the West, you just don't really see too many com- competition. You know, it's just it's all over there because obviously it's still insanely popular. Yeah, and the only MMOs that we can really talk about here is like World of Warcraft, FF14. Uh, that's not, that's t- still t- not even. Yeah, yeah. that's not. Yeah, totally World of Warcraft, really. Uh, Pretty much. I'm, I mean, I'm trying to think of what else. Like, every, everything else is kind of. Has Funcom under... got anything anymore? I don't know because. Black Desert. Oh, good. I mean, uh, Brian still plays Guild Wars. Oh, they, they, there's the free to play ones. Like you got, you know, Elder Scrolls. Of course, you've got like, um, yeah, uh, Guild Wars. What was the? uh, There was a Funcom one that was like, was it kind of cyberpunky? But it was like a like, uh, it was. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm gonna hate myself for forgetting what the game was called. But it was like, uh, it's it's kind of it was a little bit like Matrix or something like that. Like you, it was like everything. I love the Matrix. Perfect world. Perfect World, that's the name of the studio, right? I'm I'm trying to remember. What no, the... that's the game. It, yes, no, no, the game. Perfect World. It's called um, 
It's fucking uh, Secret World. Yes, yes. Oh, there we go. Thank you, yeah, yeah. thank yeah. you so much, yeah. Kazuma. You play so many MMOs, you would know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I think, again, if you guys are part of like a Korean MMO like Night or Podcast, let me know because I could talk a lot about that. <laughs> oh my gosh, we're gonna have like a special edition. Uh, all right. I talk about RuneScape and probably Cabal Online. That's all I remember. I play a lot online about it. I played a lot of uh, Ragnarok online, and there's like 15 editions of it now. So I don't know if I care about it as much as I used to, because they keep well, rebooting getting... it and like say like another chance, and then they reboot it to say like have like the original rates, oh, yeah, like the classic yeah, version. The... But apparently it's all garbage, broken with the bots everywhere it's, still. So. It's, yeah, it's, it's really bad. Um, the only good version is for the phone, and that's literally only for Korea, and you have to get a VPN to play it. Oh my I know this. Because I've tried, they're, so they're, they're doing that weird thing on Steam where they have like the OG Ragnarok online on there, and yes. they're doing it, they're doing it like the update schedule exactly like the original Ragnarok online. So you're gonna, yeah, I don't know. You can go back and, and do it that way. I mean, there was that other game that came out that I was excited about that kind of fell flat was Tree of Savior. Uh, oh yeah, which was, was from the original, the creator of the original Ragnarok Online because that guy. We were so excited for that. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't work on Ragnarok Online too. He just they skipped past that, and Tree of Savior was his new game. But it's it got flooded with bots, and they couldn't like keep up with it, it at all. It also just like kind of like lacked the magic that Ragnarok Online had at the time. Like, it, like I feel like that like Ragnarok Online is like a time and place thing now, and it's just it's hard to like recapture that time, oh, especially like gosh. in the early dregs of the internet MMOs. I think that, like the only other game that I'm looking forward to besides Akita Mother Fire Two for MMOs is like that Final Fantasy Eleven Online uh, mobile remake. Oh yeah, they're doing that. Yeah, because recently on um, Yoshida. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV director said that we would be hearing more about that pretty soon. It, they didn't show it at uh, G Star, which is like Korea's E3. So they said mm-hmm. that we would be hearing more. It was like an interview or something like that. He said we would hear more about that from uh, NCSoft. And NCSoft was it? No, Nexon. I'm sorry, Nexon was the people yeah, working Nexon. on that. So which is like it's like it's Nexon, but you know I'm still interested because the two screenshots they put out so far seemed kind of interesting. So. But I wouldn't mind playing Final Fantasy Eleven on my phone. You know, I'd be interested in checking it out. Yeah, yeah. I, I was going to ask anyone played uh, Tales Weaver. Has anyone heard of that game? Tales Weaver. Mm, no, I've never never, that. never played it. Never heard of it. It's made by nope. Nexon. They never released it. Well, actually, they did release it in America like ten years too late. It's kind of like a Ragnarok Online sort of. It's all two D and stuff. I was a, I was one of those like I was one of those chaps that like only uh, played like the popular Nexon games like Gunbound. Gunbound is so good because I I, <laughs> I forget what the one it was. It was the uh, the one that shot through the ground and it burrowed and the shot oh like the it. drill like the, the little drill thing. It was like it's like a ball that went through the ground and then like, like yeah it's the knack yeah the knack yes it was my favorite. And then you got like the th- the biggest problem, of course, is that like that game was amazing, and then it became pay to win, and that was yeah. the worst. I I remember scared. my favorite thing was like the the little wizard class, that the little aura things intertwined like yes. a DNA strand. Like sometimes you like uh, you there was a chance you would get the dragon, like there was like, oh, a yeah. secret chance you would get him, and he's like way overpowered. That and uh, guns. <laughs> that was like oh yeah, guns. Yes, of course, oh, like classic. running up on the walls and everything and shooting people. Those two games became heavily pay to win, and that was. That know. instantly killed the game. Oh. As soon as they turned on pay-to-win items, it was just like the game instantly died. It of course was... it did. I wonder why. Just, <laughs> it's, I mean, they're still around. That's the thing. You can still play those two games. Just the fact that it's 
plagued by those those uh, elements. Yeah, now. nobody wants to play like, with that system anymore. So. You go look at Gunbound Online. Go look at it sometime. You just like your eyes are just like melting from all the different skins and uh, player models <laughs> and everything. Ugh, I think the only thing I'm interested in is like um, uh, a game I haven't played a, a while is Albatross or uh, was it Pia? Pia? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm making all these. Uh, it was the it was the uh, golf game. Uh, that was uh, Paya. I want Paya Panga Panya 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 The the mobile game apparently it's going to be released soon, but it's like only it's got like it's it's been released in Asia, but it's all English, <laughs> which is amazing. Okay, so I'll be playing that. I don't know. I, I figured we'd be talking about online games. So I guess we kind of uh, segue a little too heavily. Let's get back to mobile games. Josh, uh, yes. Now you've been playing some fake grand order. I know you've been sharing I, some content on the on the on the uh, on the social media account. Uh, but yeah, how's that been for you? so I saw so like you know at the holidays coming up, I didn't really want to commit to any console game, especially with our game of the year thing done. I just wanted to like relax, you know. And of course, I'm like, well, okay, I guess I might as well kind of go into more mobile games. So I with the fake grand order, I've been playing the North American uh, version. I fell off the uh, Japanese version years ago, and you know that's doing fair, super fucking well for them over there. But so I have a lot of friends still playing that one and doing both. Um, uh, the Fate Grand Order um, English one just barely came out with like the fourth or fifth uh, like chapter in this uh, in this new one, uh, focusing on London. Basically, you know, like uh, the big uh, allure of the Fate franchise is it has uh, all the characters in it. Uh, are based on like uh, like very famous like tales or people in the past or maybe in, uh, fairy tales. So you have uh, obviously like you know Arthur uh, from Knights of the Round Table and Mordred, and then also you'll have like Merlin. But then you can also that can also cross over with you know like uh, Heracles and Lancelot and whatnot. Um, and so so this one in uh, London, they're kind of investigating, like, this mysterious fog. Uh, they're trying to, like, you know, get, like, these uh, holy grails uh, to kind of rectify, like, history and all that. All, all the complicated bullshit of a fake plot line, <laughs> yes. uh, to be frank. Uh, so, obviously, you'll have, like, uh, Jack the Ripper showing up. You also have, like, Hans Christian Anderson uh, showing up in it as well, along with uh, Frankenstein's monster. So it's been, it's been pretty cool. I've been kind of... been. Uh, the only reason I, I feel like I'm kind of still messing with the game because I ha- I'm able to uh, create like fun teams now because I got really really lucky with the gotcha in this game. Oh good. So so now I have like this uh, arts team that can like build up their uh, noble phantasmeters to like kind of spam it. So I have like one like Vlad, uh, Waver, and uh, I use my friends uh, Tamamo Caster, and they're all five stars. So they've been wrecking shit, uh, and it's kind of fun uh, seeing how their skills work with each other, kind of like build each other up. So like Tomamo's, like uh, special, she like heals the party and like uh, charges their meter, and Vlad just kind of like does burst damage. So all like the whole dynamic of that party is basically build up everyone's meter as fast as possible, but Vlad will be doing like the most damage. But like you're basically invincible during it because Tomamo's uh, heal does like two thousand to twenty five hundred, uh, depending on like what how much uh, my friend leveled her her uh, skill and then uh, vlad also has a skill where like if he if he dies he'll get revived uh instantly with like a a minimal amount of health but what tamamo's uh 
uh, special also does is reduce their skill, uh, everyone's skill cooldown by two turns. So if you just spam hers, you basically have like an endless pool of like skills that you can work with. So like no one actually ever dies and just co- is constantly healthy. So it's kind of like really funny to like kind of break the game that way. Um, I also have this other team that uh, messes with the the game's critical system because every time like you hit a like a, a character, like stars will pop out, and the, these stars are funneled to like a this pool. And every time you you kind of start a turn, these uh, critical stars are distributed. The more you have, the more chances to deal critical damage. So, but this other team that I have uh, with uh, Waver, uh, Gilgamesh, and I used a, a friend's either Jack the Ripper or my Carmilla for it to build up stars. So it's just basically feeding these critical stars into my Gil- uh, five star Gilgamesh. And just fucking just doing really dumb shit, and it's like I don't I don't know why I like kind of continue with the game, but it's it's more like I have a community that like I I play with together, so because it's always fun talking about like you know game dynamics with them because I'm one of those those really weird fucking people who play Fate Grand Order kind of like for the gameplay, not necessarily for the gacha or the characters. I'm just like I, okay, I wanna I wanna see what I can do with this. How do how can I break this? Yeah. And people are just, whenever like a new banner comes out, it's a popular character. They're like, "Oh man, are you ready?" I'm like, "No, not really. I just kind of want to see like what how I can break the game even more." <laughs> That's totally understandable. Especially, I mean, and I assume you're playing the um, the the US version of the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. So it's been it's been uh, fun keeping up with that, uh, especially since I I dropped out of the Japanese version early, like like the second or third event. This one, I I don't know how long I'll stick with it, but it's been it's been fun, kind of like. I think like the part of the, the allure now of the fake grand order is it's predictable. Like I know what events are coming up. Sure. I we, we roughly know exactly like around when they'll be like which months they'll be uh, there, and also just so we know how to like properly prepare for the grind in those events. Nothing's like unexpected. It's just like okay, I have like two weeks till this event pops up. I know exactly how this event's gonna go, so I know which servants I have to like uh, level, ascend, and get them all prepped up. So. When this event hits, I'm ready to go. I don't have to like uh, spend like hours and hours going like, oh fuck, I'm like totally fucked because I invested in the wrong, my resources in the wrong servants, you know. So for me, like knowing like the the event schedule of that game, it actually works to its benefit. Weirdly enough. Um, other than that, I've been uh, playing this uh, relatively new mobile game uh, that came out in Japan, uh, launched like I don't know maybe a week or two ago. It's called Kirarara Fantasia. Yeah, what is and that? So it, it's one of those uh, like weird mobile games that kind of cashes in on like you know the various anime series. So this one has characters under the manga time Kirarara license, like um, New Game, uh, Kinero Mosaic, Hitamari Sketch, etc. Yeah, so oh, it's very cuteish. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's it's very it's very much the 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 gacha is basically encompasses all these shows that are all about cute girls doing cute things straight up <laughs> uh, <laughs> favorite. But, uh, some of those shows are really fun to watch not even gonna lie um, is it slice of life yeah it's basically like the, you know the slice of life kind of oh, kind of shows cute. yeah, yeah so so this is kind of like a turn-based rpg um just like a any, like any typical launch from a like a kind of brand new no name uh, mobile game publisher in Japan, much like the Lightworks when Fate Grand Order came out, uh, the launch of this has been kind of abysmal. A lot of maintenance, a lot of bugs, a lot of glitches. Oh. You can tell that this was not in the state to like fucking release right away, but you know probably time constraints and deadlines mandated it. So so it's kind of been kind of fascinating to see like 
how like how broken the fucking game was uh like at around launch time there was all speaking of vpns like you know uh, a few minutes ago also there was a a weird like two to three day period where um the they actually banned ips from china and parts of america oh my gosh that's a bad idea. It, it, it actually like it, it, I was like fuck. Well, it was like in the middle of an event too. That's still uh, going oh, right now. Oh, no one's gonna come back. <laughs> so, so it was, it, was weird, it was a weird thing. I was like, well, okay. Uh, I I was like, okay. I'm gonna. It's been a while since uh, I uh, I did VPN on my phone, but I did use a fucking VPN to go access that game for like a good two two day period. So I was like, I'm I'm a broken person, but uh, so. It's a. It has a really. It's kind of simple in the sense that you have the, your party of three, um, that uh, goes up opponents like in like the several waves, and uh, it's kind of you have they have their kind of skills assigned to like the bottom row. They'll have they all come in like about one of five classes. Like you have your warriors, knights, which are tanks, mages, which are like have good AOE spells but are slow, um, alchemists, and uh, healers. And and everyone comes in an element too. So you have uh, you know fire beats water, which beats fuck I forgot earth I think, which beats like wind. I, and then you have a separate one which light beats dark, dark beats light. Um, and uh, how this works uh, uh, in the game, obviously you get damage bonuses to uh, elements that you're strong against, and then obviously damage reductions to uh, elements that you're weak against. And yet there's like a little bar in underneath uh, everyone, and that's like a kind of like a stun meter. So if you, much like in Street Fighter Five, you get the stun meter to full, you'll kind of uh, get them paralyzed uh, for a turn so they can't act. Um, and it's all it's all fairly basic stuff. And like you know, there's taunts uh, for knights. There's uh, like big like buffs or debuffs for you know the like healers and the alchemists. And it's kind it's kind of just like a neat fun thing to do even though if the, even if this like new uh first event that they're having is uh kind of grindy as fuck because it's all about like grinding items to exchange into the shop but like the rates on like how much you have to exchange into the shop are kind of ridiculous uh but kind of doable i guess and but the the really neat thing about this it's not this is not the first mobile game to do it is but the first time you boot up into the game you do your first 10 roll and, and um in the 10 roll It'll ask you like, "Hey, uh, this is the only time you'll be able to do it, but you're able to re-roll infinitely until you're satisfied with the ten roll that you get." <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really nice to have. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's, new email it's accounts. Great right idea. People are just gonna make like a million accounts until they get what they want. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's That's... gonna have the best characters. Like, where's the challenge at that point? So, well, I mean, like you know, the rates on fucking five stars are fucking abysmal. Like, I, I, I was one of the lucky ones where within like two, uh, two hours, I was able to get a role with three uh, five star characters in it, and two of those I actually really like. I got Karen from Kinero Mosaic, Musico um, from Yushiki. And then you know from Hitamari, I was like, okay, good. I actually like all those characters, so I'm I'm fine with this role. But you know, there, there was the, like there was like several live streams of like you know uh, people who like were fucking rerolling for like five hours or something trying to get like a role that they were satisfied with. And then there also the the main reason why uh, Chinese and U.S. Uh, IPs were banned temporarily was because Chinese people were kind of hacking the game, so they were kind of like tweaking values. Uh, you'll have like these Chinese accounts that have like eight, five, like five stars on them. However, they do it, um, and it was, it was just bad. Like you know, it, uh, just uh, there's also like a bunch of shit data mined 
already, which is kind of nice, but uh, it, it's just one of those things that like you give it that much access to like a bunch of amateur developers who didn't really know how to like secure the programming of this game. Yeah. Um, Looks yeah. like according to Kuap, it dropped like a stone, so it's not doing so great. Yeah, I, I, I imagine it'll probably be done within like a year, maybe. Yeah, I don't another know. one of those uh, games that get canceled. Uh, sadly. I, 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 hopefully, like it, it still manages to like you know live a little bit because I kind of want to see what else. Because there's a, there's also like a lot of like weird auxiliary systems with it because you can have there, there's actually this weirdly appealing thing where you can like design a room uh in there so you like my room has like a christmas tree with all these presents and like a computer and like a fucking hdtv with like a slick black couch it actually looks really nice and cute and pretty and whatnot and the weird thing about it is like you place your characters in there and they have like these little get like arbitrary schedules uh on like when they sleep when they're active and whatnot and uh, this all feeds into like the other system in the game where you can like uh, build a village to get get you like passives and bonuses to like your characters like damage bonuses get you money uh and whatnot it's, it's kind of like a, a, a weirdly more in-depth thing that like you're expecting it's like okay this should be like this should be like the most simple thing in the in the world and it is on some level then you get into like the weird auxiliary systems like oh there's kind of like more to here than that if you really want to kind of optimize the way you're playing it. it it's it's just a weird fucking thing and I, I guess the the best thing i got out of it is like i got to, like meet a lot of new cool people with it like kind of going through this game it's like it's it's a weird broken thing but at the same time kind of alluring because it's it's there, there's new? a weird charm to it. It, it, there, it's new and it's a weird endearing thing about its brokenness and yeah. it's just kind of new overall so that's kind of the the two mobile games i've been kind of dabbling with uh, as the holidays uh roll around all right well i've been awesome playing a mobile game mm-hmm. it's the one i've been playing for about no one knows about this mobile game. 20 months I, I now? Hear. No, no one's heard. It's a little no, it's, uh, it's known really obscure. game. A little yeah. known game called Grand Blue Fantasy. Uh, the fuck so, is that? Yeah, it's uh, pretty much uh, an incredible experience that it's hard <laughs> International to International kind of, phenomenon. <laughs> I'm not going to get deep into the mechanics because I think like we yeah, could be here everyone. all fucking day. Uh, but I think it's fascinating because uh, obviously anyone who is familiar with mobile games is familiar with what grand blue fantasy is it's kind of the um insanely popular uh mobile mmo <laughs> sort of uh, mobile rpg which is like about there goes my case again ignore that oh, no. um it's it's fascinating because it's got about almost 19 million players <laughs> so oh, it's easily God. the most popular game out there uh, as it stands and it's great because um uh, it's a fa- it's a fun story to uh, be a part of because everything's like everything's got an arc, uh, and it's there's fully... a big community with the game. Like when you when you play it, you can easily find communities, and you can, like you really you can really immerse yourself into it because so many other people around you play it and they know the struggle. Well, the best parts about it is that the fact that it's fully voice voiced, and so like even like any of the characters that you come across, they're all voiced throughout the story. Uh, and it's in English. Uh, so, la- like, early last year, they uh, translated it all into English. Now, it's not available in the uh, North American, European app stores, which, honestly, they didn't really have to. They they did what uh, Fake Grand Order should have done in that they should have just translated the app uh, in Japan because people didn't have to, you know, start all over again and create new characters. And you have to worry about falling way behind on the, uh, the campaigns and uh, different uh, events that were going on. Instead... 
uh, when you join the game, and you can still do this right now, it's that you can go back and watch those events because they translated the old story events um, that were like a lot of collaboration, licensed characters and stuff like that showing up in the game. You couldn't get the characters, of course, uh, to join your party, but like, for example, in the past they've had um, Sakura Wars, Street Fighter, they recently had Attack on Titan, uh, they had Card Captor Sakura uh, about a month or two ago in honor of its upcoming uh, new season uh, out next month. So there's all these great events happening, and they're all like a lot of them are because they've got billions of dollars. Uh, they can they have like the original voice actors from those uh, series also voice their characters here, and all new uh, a new newly written material. And so you're able to witness all that, and all that's like free. Like, there's a stamina system and all that. Um, the only time that really comes into play is if you do like specific battle encounters during the story events that I'm talking about. Otherwise, you can just watch all that stuff without having any penalty. You just kind of enjoy it, and I think that's what drew me in to begin with because of of those things happening. Uh, and also the fact that they do a lot of giveaways. So, uh, like for example, right now what they're doing is this unheard of event for them anyway uh there's like this gotcha wall event in that they throw uh this roulette reel up on screen and every day and now as of this recording december 23rd until january 4th they're gonna let you get anywhere from 10 to 100 gotcha rolls which is like you know 10 items pretty much and so you can get uh characters uh summons or weapons and so uh that's what's been kind of crazy to have all that stuff and even then like whenever they pass like a million new players or they have like a tv series uh they had like their tv uh their anime going on during that when that was going on they gave away free crystals free tickets uh just a bunch of stuff and so like i haven't spent a penny in that game and i feel like i've gotten way more than my money's worth i mean a lot of people are kind of like turned off just by the idea of it but for what it's worth like man like they really with all the money that they put into that, it really shows. Because uh, we're talking about Kiro like, Fantasy just you know starting off and being all broken and stuff like that. Uh, Green Blue Fantasy is com- the complete antithesis of that, and it's been. Really I, th- I think Red Blue Fantasy had a very lo- rough launch though. Oh, it did. Right, I, I do remember that. Yeah, I yeah. do remember that. It's, so, I didn't play it at launch, so I don't know what it was. I just heard it was a game like with all like the Final Fantasy. Side games like you know. It- much like you know, the developers of like Fate Grand Order and Kirara, like Saigon's was fairly new to the scene when Grand Blue came around. I mean, I forgot if they had experience under their belt, but I remember Grand Blue Fantasy's launch being very, very rough. Yeah, but it only took like a year, and then it was completely, it was really gaining steam, and then just like yeah, well, this, no, earlier it, this year it they had for sure. um, yeah, earlier this year they had the three anniversary, and they took out like a full two-page spread in like the most popular. Uh, newspaper in japan <laughs> which would cost them i'm sure a ton of money to do that and so it just goes to show like how far they've come with that but that's why you know um i've become more and more absorbed with it as of late i mean i've had it installed on my phone since it came like i said it was in english a long time ago but lately it's just been way more exciting to uh really delve deep into the mechanics of that game and like this has been sort of the uh this time it's been sort of the perfect time to do that and all the while it's like not only do these story events but they also have this really entertaining uh comic that you can read it's like a comic strip that gets updated uh and it's all like generally really funny material even the writing and the story events of course are also very entertaining so like it's some of the best writing you can expect from an rpg and i i say that uh having played all these different RPGs over the years, it's still, like, super uh, fascinating. And the fact that it's a Japanese game being translated 
in English, in Japan, you know, it's not like they hired somebody over here to do it. It's like they they have their own team over there. Uh, they, they outsource the translations. They do, they do. Uh, mm-hmm. But I just mean as far as like it's not like you know this big thing that's that's yeah. like they've got like you know some big production studio over here. It's that they they do outsource it, but like they didn't mess around with that they don't have a bunch of english in it you know it's, it's yeah yeah it's, it seems like they're very consistent with like the, the script and how well it uh it's actually you know presented exactly and so that's been that's been my experience chad i don't know if you want to throw on some things here because i know you well I, i'm just grinding because they give up <laughs> i've just been grinding <laughs> <laughs> what else do you do in a fucking mobile game yeah you, it's pretty this, much. this whole this whole I podcast will... is like what have you been doing oh, oh, i'll tell you one thing I'll, I'll tell you one thing they have a casino <laughs> They have a bingo parlor in that in that casino in Grand Fantasy. I've been playing that game for about two hours today because <laughs> all you do, <laughs> you just they give you like millions of gold away, and you're just like, all right, I'm just gonna sit here and play bingo <laughs> for a while. Great. It's it's actually kind of yeah. It's it's like I that. actually do play bingo for like three hours sometimes because yeah. you want that big prize. It's like I am gonna win the lucky bingo. Seven hundred thousand. Damn it! Like the super bingo, which is like you have to get like uh, whenever they flip the cards when you get the 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 number called uh if it's a diamond if you get five of those diamonds in a row or four in some cases of course with the free space you can get like almost a million gold <laughs> so it's well no i'm trying to go for the 77 million gram <laughs> that's okay yeah that's there's that that's that uh, and that's really difficult. Obviously, I don't know anybody who's ever gotten that. So oh, I, I don't remember. Was Kazuma trying to get it to Grand Blue? Yeah. Oh yeah, I was trying. Um. But it's not available in my country, so I have to like go through like oh, QAP on, yes. on yeah on a, on a different phone. You actually yeah. don't really need to. You can actually get it on Chrome as well. Like you don't even need oh, to do seriously? that. Oh seriously? Yeah, yeah. You can just straight up. I play. hear it's the road to darkness. If you yeah, read, uh, please, if you send me the link for that. Uh, oh, no. I don't even need to. You can look up my the guide I wrote for the RPG. Oh site. yeah, give us those clicks. It's got details I, in there about so how to do that. I have like I have like one major question though. Like yeah. Zach, I need to know. What have your pulls been like? Uh, it's been, I've been, we have, so we are focusing more on mobile on the site, uh, as if people can already tell. And so, like, it's, uh, the last three days, I've only gotten 10, <laughs> which is the minimum amount of pulls you can get during this event that I was talking about before. Uh, I did get some really great ones. Like, I've got this Arula Maya uh, character. She apparently, and it's her Hollywood, uh, Hollywood, her Christmas outfit. Uh, and apparently she is like among the top tier, like amongst like the best you can possibly get. Damn, congrats. So, yeah, it's like they're talking about, like, from all the way to 10. That's like I got 9.5 and it's like way up there. So uh, Yeah, there's no 10 for certain elements because there's no characters that are considered to be so much better to point there's that. like one or two but i think that that's like a wiki so i don't know if people are just doing i mean obviously it's all situational so that can move around whatever tier lists are kind of you know it's not necessarily well there is one low. character that is considered a 10 for water but he's considered a guilt war character a guilt war can, character people can get for free as long as they grind hard enough okay yeah. so so i know this is like a mechanic in the game and i have no idea exactly how it works but people there's like is there like a like an actual like guild versus guild system or mechanic in this game because i know a lot of people of my friends like when it's like that event rolls around they like spend fucking like eight hours shade or something on their phones um, i'll explain how that works basically what happened is that every few months or so there's something called the guilt wars and mm-hmm. during the guilt wars they put these monsters out and each time the whatever member kills that monster they collect a certain amount of points and whichever guilt has the most points after the end of the day determines which guilt wins 
Okay, so that like so you basically want to be like at that top tier to like get the best rewards for your like guild. Yeah, because if you win, uh, you get these badges, and these badges can let you exchange for items that you can't normally purchase. Oh, okay, know? so that that uh-huh. makes sense. Why I hear like some of my friends like stay up all night, or they call out of work, or whatever. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Yeah. But it's like okay. For example, like um, you want a sunlight stone. This lets you upgrade a summon. You okay. know. In order right. to get a, upgrade your summon, you've got to draw a duplicate. And in order to draw a duplicate, there's only a 0.015% chance of getting that same summon. So um, I don't think I want to draw it. I think I want to upgrade it, you know. Oh, so so yeah. probably, there you go. There's the road to Car- Darkness, Kazuma. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would I would also mention that the art is fantastic because it's got Akihiko Yoshida and Hideo Madaba, Final Fantasy uh, artists in this. And they draw some insanely good art. Like you're looking at the I, I really like the, the the consistency of the art style uh, of the game. Like a lot of mobile games, you know, obviously, like even even like like something like Xenoblade Chronicles Two, they could hire like you know like a a collaboration of artists coming together and so you know leading to like a lot of inconsistent art styles at times. Uh, I really like how uh, Grand Blue really kind of kind of consolidates it and kind of makes it all look very nice and look like consistent with each other yeah because yeah. like some other games where they have like so many different guest artists there's like mm-hmm. no consistency right yeah yeah pretty much and i mean they've got some characters that look straight up like they've got this one guy that looks straight up like the judge from final fantasy 12 with like full uh-huh. set of armor and everything it's really uh Crazy even for, yeah, even for like the collaboration characters, like even Sakura Wars and Street oh my Fighter, gosh, they, they Sakura, like they, they, yeah, they they still they stick st- to that like art style, like to to a T. It was yeah, awesome. the Attack on Titan stuff, even like when they had that going on uh, this past week, uh, they still had like a very mature story because people were straight up fucking dying, <laughs> like getting their heads bitten <laughs> off and everything. Uh, and you can, it's like what they do, and then those collaboration events are kind of fascinating because, like in this, it's like you've got you got uh, to recruit. A few of the characters in your party, but you also got to be uh, one of the uh, what are they called? The surveyor? I forget. It's like the, it's it's their outfit. The the characters themselves, like what they're uh, the survey corps. Yeah, the survey corps. Uh, they actually you can actually become one of them as one of the classes. So I was like, this these sometimes go way above and beyond what you would typically expect. But even just having them in party, like right now, I've got Sakura from Card Captor Sakura in my party. You know, because she's an SSR character. And you can recruit her, and so she's always with you, and you always get to experience her little funny little things that she does, and it's it's great to have that, especially if you have all the nostalgia for old anime and games, because obviously, even if a lot of us in the West, like Sacro Wars, for example, we just got you know one of their games, um, which was what was that called? Was so Wars. long, my love. So long, my love. Yeah, that's the only game we ever got from that long series, which would be great if we got more. But you know, this is like your only attempt to see it. It's a great way well, to experience that in English. You know, that's was, the important thing. I was going to say, you can try Project X Zone to get your Sakura. Oh, yeah, you know, but that's to, not to, really. I mean, you get we to don't see, talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's way more than that. You know, just have all the, it's yeah. you have a lot of the characters and it's it's all in English and it, the story makes more sense <laughs> than that did. Yeah, yeah Project for X sure. But hey, at least, at least you know that Grand Blue moving forward, like, this won't be just an exclusively like a mobile or browser experience. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, so... Uh, that's actually uh, leads us into the news stories because uh, the past few days, um, Psy Games held their annual Grand Blue Fantasy Fest uh, or festival, um, which you can actually see all that stuff online. It's not in English, obviously, but people did uh, capture it from their, I think it was on Nico Nico, and so they had to restream it from other places. But you can watch that stuff if you want to, including the concerts, which has some great music, by the way. They also, I think they also streamed through Periscope, too. Really. Yeah, that was <laughs> like, what? I do remember that. It's There was uh, Nobu Imatsu, uh 
playing the piano in the yeah he actually Noburi Matsu did some of the music for Grand Blue Fantasy that's important to point out so he was there uh with his with his band performing some some music from that uh but yeah they showed off some footage of Grand Blue Fantasy Project Relink which is the upcoming uh high fantasy not sorry not high fantasy that's the other one uh their fantasy RPG based on the on the IP, on the license uh coming to PlayStation 4 sometime in 2018 so that's, I got to see uh, some the, of that Did, yeah, what'd you think of it it looked pretty cool yeah, it's, it's being yeah, co-developed. Like a... well, it's being co-developed at them games. <laughs> yeah. uh, just important to point out that this is the this is the project that was announced, uh, like somewhat like mid, early to mid last year. Uh, so like August Cy- last year or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cy- Cy games and Platinum Games while working on it, and this is the like the first mention of it of like uh, the uh, Cy games working on a PS4 game even dates further back further back to like 2014, I believe. So this has been in development for quite a while. Yeah. Uh, so that that I, kind of that kind of manifested. You go, you go, Chow. I, I think it, the game store got delayed because of all the projects being canceled for Platinum Games. I think they needed the money and they didn't have any like money at the moment because oh, Scalebound being canceled. Like, they probably yeah, they, it was probably the case where like yeah, they were deep working on that, but they had to take on easier projects at the time, perhaps because we're talking about like three years. Like this year was the third year anniversary, so Grand Blue Fantasy was would have been just about starting off. Uh, when that was starting development, so this must have been like a collaboration effort from the beginning. Um, but that's that's it looked it looks like a a really fun game, you know, because it's like all third person and you're playing the different characters and um, it just like all the different effects and everything like that. It's got that signature platinum game style, is what I'm saying. I, I found the story is kind of hilarious. You know, the storylines basically it's kind of like Xenoblade. The main character gets killed in the prologue, yes. and and the girl saves his life and. I hope I'm not spoiling Xenoblade. <laughs> no, no, it's 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 like it's like the very first like hour or so. It's, it's the but, premise of the whole entire game. Anyways, their their life force is connected, and what happened in the PS4 game is that Link got severed, so the main character is in a coma, and these you're playing everybody else besides the main character. Uh, is this like some like Driver San Francisco thing? You're jumping into their like bodies and oh, enjoy them or something? Like, oh. I don't know, but you're playing as the other character to save the main character so that their link can be reconnected again. Oh, and the yes, most hilarious the part is, they find some girl that looks exactly like the main character, mm-hmm. and, and it's not called the main character. It's not you know? Grand because they've got male and female Grand, so it's not. Well, them. No, no, no. Female Grand is called uh, Jita, right? Oh, and they find right, yeah. other girl that looks like Jita, but she's not Jita. Oh so, my gosh! Yeah. that whole excuse about the character dying being linked—that's how the excuse for you being able to summon uh, monsters because she has the ability to, and so your your character does at, at that point. But yeah, I wonder if they're going to be playing anything with like the the really deep job system that Grim Blue Fantasy has. If they're going to do anything with this game, but for what it's worth, it just seems like your uh, typical—not I want to say typical because it's too early to say—but like a fantasy RPG with a uh, town exploration quests and and things like that it's they've only put out like about eight minutes of footage so far which we've got up on the site uh, of course it's it's uh recorded way off the off the stream itself so it's not going to be super high quality it's actually kind of blurry uh but we'll of course uh, fix that whenever they post it up Cosmo, you're saying like maybe sometime tomorrow perhaps or another day so um yeah m- more than likely like japanese outlets tend to like uh post it like a day after the event which is what i've noticed just because i i'm like watching a lot of like uh, Japanese news outlets over North American ones. Do so. you have a Nico Nico premium subscription? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> you do? I, I actually no, yeah, I do. do. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. 
Okay, I understand, because none of us do, and I was like, oh wait, we're gonna have to rely on you for some things, because boy, it's- it's. We get free shit in Grand Blue if you made a- Basically, oh once again, <laughs> once again, still in the year 2017, fuck Nico Nico. Fuck Nico Nico for like, was it like 10 bucks a month or do? something like that? It's, it's expensive. It's, oh. It's, oh. it's it's just it's just a fucking bad service, and you still have to like. Doesn't look good. You still have to worry well, about like okay, delays. Okay, so oh. if if you do want Nico Access without using Nico Premium, you can use Line, and that's free. Okay. Fuck Line. <laughs> hey, hey, I use that app to talk to all of my Japanese friends, so it has some use. You know, it's funny. I think that you know, I was talking about that Ponyo mobile game. I think that's being published by Line because <laughs> I think oh, you have to like really? pre-register through their site, which is bizarre to think about. It's like they're they're becoming like a like juggernaut i don't know it's it, it's been weird because there's also been like several anime like series that like are kind of like advertising line like you can yeah. see that online ad money like uh uh this season this, there's a show called just because uh that like show like you know like the, the line app and like their conversations in it and there's like another one like last season that like it's like straight up like in, 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 in anime advertising. yeah yeah oh, exactly like just like just certain scenes will just be like just like a background scene and like you see like the line conversation oh, just like going it's like what the fuck's going they're on they're going to the next level because there was also that anime recently that had like straight up McDonald's in it not like McDonald's or something like that oh yeah like, yeah like... that's a, that's definitely an anime staple of like McDonald's and like yeah McDonald's. like just oh. like, the spin-offs of fucking branding and shows, which is always funny to like uh, see and point out, because everyone has to like, everyone has to like, kind of like play like tippy toe around each, each other, saying uh, like making sure it's like, oh, has the has this like variation of the name be news before like in another anime? Can I use this? That's not like it's <laughs> not like a Vita, it's a Pita. It's like it's stuff like that. They they yeah. always like have fun with that, but that's also in video games. But like and it's like lately they've crossed the line and which is a bad pun now uh unintentional uh so let's, let's so yeah we got we got the like i said the footage of that game is up on the site um like i said it's still just open 2018 sometime so that's platinum games that's the next game i guess uh i can't think of anything else that they're, uh, they also, on. they're also working on another another game with uh, side games the lost order mobile game yeah oh, i'm sorry i meant the platinum games but yeah the lost order which is the same team pretty much i uh, not yeah. platinum uh i I don't think it's it's, it's, it's still side games and platinum games. I don't. I I doubt it's the same like internal team. It's still Hideo Manaba and uh, Akihiko Yoshida is the artist. They're working on that as well. So yeah, it's it's it seems like it's still got some of the same t- uh, core team members at least. They're keeping really busy yeah. apparently. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, side games. Is, I I love watching side games because I I know I'm never gonna like uh, play Grand Blue, but I like watching side games because they have, they're they're clearly a company that has made too much fucking money they and they don't know don't. what the fuck to do with. Like I don't know another collaboration <laughs> event. That's all they got. It's it's uh, they've got they, like they, I think they, they just have, uh, they, uh, they just crossed like three billion dollars. I think gross. So. <laughs> So like if you think about it, they they make their own anime shows like the Shingeki no Bahamut they like they, I think they have a sponsorship with like a soccer team they yes. definitely have a sponsorship with like the FGC because Daigo is part uh, with them um, and just other, other I've, oh they're also uh, co- co- uh, developing the ZOE the Zone of the Enders two remake That's right no, I played that and I saw their logo when I was playing yeah. on VR and PSX so yeah. yeah they're just they're just like going in like ten thousand different directions they're like I don't know sure oh, God, we got yeah. way more money than we know and yeah. it's they're, they're, I assume they're still and apparently they treat their employees very well so like oh, yeah. it's it's still like they're actually sort of uh, an honorable team that's not like the people that are just like uh putting their employees to work and then like paying them oh. below minimum wage or something <laughs> like that. quote unquote honorable because they're also the ones that like were had they were kind of the reason why 
they had to sh- start showing like uh, drop rates in gacha games in Japan. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's fair <laughs> enough. But apparently, we might be doing that sometime soon here in America as well if, if they've yeah. got their way with it. But like, just the just the idea that you know they're not driving like they're they're not treating their employees like slaves is yeah. is kind of nice to hear because well, you hear that, that about other. You hear that in like some other game developers and publishers, even here in America. So it's it's nice to hear that. Uh, but let's move on to some more news that we've got here because we've got a ton to get to. Uh, another piece of information that came out was Valkyrie Chronicles Four. Now we know um, they announced that uh, earlier this month, which was insanely exciting to hear that. Uh, which is yeah, the new entry in the series, uh, which will be coming out uh, in the West. Uh, as well as Japan, obviously. Japan in spring, I think it's just in the West, just sometime later that year. They've just been saying 2018, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, but they showed off four new characters and their class loving system. Uh, I want you to talk about the characters, Josh, but I, I just got to say, it sounds like it's just Valkyrie Chronicles 1. <laughs> like a lot that, of that's kind of like, what's what, that's what everyone wants, and that's what, I mean, the, that's, that's what they're bringing. That's what we want, honestly. Yeah, like, yeah so the, the four new characters... The the new characters that they introduced were uh, part of your squad. You have Angelica. Uh, she seems to be like uh, this uh, civilian uh, that, that uh, like lost her memories and uh, joins your squad. Uh, you, you also have uh, she also is like the like the healer of the squad, I believe, like a medic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, wait, no, wait, I think actually isn't the the dog the medic? I think like, the dog like is with the with is with oh. the medic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. It's like an assistant. <laughs> I love yeah. the dog. That's why. Yeah, yeah. The, the the dog was also finally introduced. His name is Ragnarok. That's which a is pretty awesome. damn good name, <laughs> Ragnarok. And then they also like call it Ragnar for short. Also, so it's kind of like okay. So it has like a baller name. And it can also be a blaze blue character too. Um, so that the it's your medic dog. You also have uh, Minerva, uh, who's like your squad leader uh, from another squad, like Squad F. Um, and she's like kind of like a chivalry type character, very very stand up. Uh, and you also have uh, Karen uh, Stewart, who is kind of like a medical student, but uh, kind of has to like get the funds for it. Uh, so I mean, the, the more details on them are on our site. Uh, we uh, kite translated it, and also the, they went over the like what we were saying. The the gameplay leveling system is a lot like. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles 1, where you level a class instead of ind- individual characters. So, like, say you want to level, uh, like, your scouts. You just have to, all the experience that you accrue in battle, you can actually, like, just manually put those points into any class that you want. So you want to level up scouts, put it into scouts instead of, like, oh, I want to level this character who happens to be a scout. It, it's not a character char- by character basis, which is what they kind of tweaked in, like, later entries. So like, they're, they're going back based on, on this, which is actually pretty nice because... It lets you to be more flexible with characters. You can like deploy more characters that you actually want, uh, but you're not like tied down to like a certain squad. So like you can like switch up anyone on the fly without them being too far behind on experience. That's good. That's good to hear. That's yeah. a change, honestly. Yeah. So um, other than that, like uh, it's kind of just like your, your usual update. The potentials and orders are also making a return on this as well. I assume they're going to work very similarly to how it, uh, they did in the previous Valkyria games. But it's moving along well. It's a, but, a, a nice Valkyria Chronicles 4 update. Exactly. And and uh, I shouldn't point out that uh, we were going to mention this later, but Valkyria Chronicles 4 will have a gameplay premiere live stream, uh, and that's set for 
December 27th. And so, oh, yeah. uh, based on that, that's uh, Wednesday. So, yeah, next Wednesday we'll have a reveal, but that's in Japan time, so we might have some more news on Tuesday night sometime there. We'll have that up on the site, and so be sure to check that out. But we'll finally have a good, real look at what the game is going to be playing like. Something tells me <laughs> I, it's going to be a lot like the first game. I, I know. I know. Anyone's like, oh, man, they're telling you to change it. Like, no, it's probably going to be like, if you like Valkyrie Chronicles 1, it's going to... And I love that but, game, that, so I'm okay yeah, with that's that. Yeah, that, that's good. They, you know? they probably want to play it safe after some disastrous moment oh my gosh mm. this year has been rough for them hasn't it? hasn't it uh non-stop like bargain bin garbage uh so yeah uh <laughs> we'll hopefully hear more uh more about those details and more than just than gameplay hopefully we get like a lot more information regarding like how the stories uh will go um especially because it's gonna be out soon so geez like we're talking about like a few months which is insane to think about uh, that's yeah. how japan does it though like they announce something and just release it a few months later it's definitely uh, different than 15 cough <laughs> well i mean for the most part square enix is like a whole another beast uh it's 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 uh to be fair that game probably should have been a long time ago but then they they did that thing where they announce a game and then start developing on it <laughs> so they have a whole other system over there um and they haven't learned the lesson next up we've got some details on uh legend of heroes so falcom this is something that uh, we kind of assumed was going to happen. Uh, somewhat spoiler alert. Uh, Trails of Cold Steel 3, the way it ends, kind of leads into a new game. And so uh, they did officially announce Trails of Cold Steel 4, uh, the end of Saga. That's announced for PlayStation 4 and will be launching fall 2018, which, based on history, uh, in Japan. probably will be yeah in Japan only. No, no Western announcement yet. Uh, we still haven't had anything about 3 yet. Uh, but they, based on history, I assume it's going to be out sometime at the end of September, because <laughs> that's how yeah. it's been. All <laughs> the games have been like that, yeah. There's a lot of weird rumors with with the Cold Steel three and four. It's like it was supposed to be like one game, and they split into two. Yeah, and, like it was like a much Chinese... like much like how one and two was supposed to be one game, and it was split into two. That's exactly what happened with that. So it's it's not really surprised. But yeah, apparently, like I think it's like in China, they were having difficulty with the idea of having to localize it, and so they wanted Falcom to go ahead and just split it in two, just like before. So this is once again uh, an unintentional sequel uh, that they had to deal with. Um, but yeah, that does remind me like the way Trails of Cold Steel one ends. It's kind of sudden, <laughs> which I guess is not and, too shocking. It's, it's also fair to mention that if you're trying to like look for like info on cold steel 4 just like know that like you, you are you are spoiling yourself because everything that they released from like the key visual to like the first screenshots they're all fucking big spoilers if you haven't everything i think i think we're even like uh this we don't really do this too often but like we had to put in the title of the article itself like spoilers because <laughs> yeah like, spoiler spoiler warning and then adam and kite had to like go work together and say okay how do we make sure that people like clearly know that they're all spoilers so they, like, they put like the logo like multiple times in the article uh for people to scroll down it's like okay if you're really scrolling down this far you're spoiling like you, yeah. you're you're like voluntarily spoiling yourself we need to do some like maybe in the new site we'll have like a spoiler tag something like that yeah. Uh, but yeah it's it's uh, or maybe we'll have like a feature like that sometime but yeah that's 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 hot on the heels of the fact that they also announced uh trails of cold steel 2 kai uh which is trails of cold steel 2 remastered i guess coming to ps4 uh on april 26th in japan now this is after they already announced trails of cold steel 1 will also be getting the ps4 treatment uh, they're basically just the PC versions that have gotten those upgrades with like the turbo mode and all. Um, yeah. Thank you. 660 uh, frames, 4K, all, all the goods essentially. Once again, uh, still well, not announced for the West. Something though. new though. Apparently, you get some DLCs if you have a save file from uh, Cold Steel Free playing those games. That's right. You get like it's weird because like you beat three and then you. Do you want to really go back and play the first two? I guess. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. There's a yeah, there's a weird thing. I, I have no idea. There, there's also there's I think uh, like in I think. 
two maybe two kind maybe even one like you get like a bunch of like the the dlc like the like the clothes the clothing dlc uh from the what was originally released on the ps3 versions like for free as well and so. i think they said that you get all the new game plus features if you have a Safe file from Gold Steel Free, so I guess they know that you already played it already. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I don't know why you want to play one and two after you beat three, but hey, I mean, more power to you. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's cool. But there, there's also there was some uh, nifty details because all these, uh, uh, like the Trails of Cold Steel Four details, were, came out uh, shortly after uh, Falcom shareholder uh, annual shareholder meeting, but also uh, courtesy of uh, Endless History, uh, friends of the site. Uh, who's uh, you know translating uh, the Q and A questions in it? There's a really really uh, interesting uh, figures uh, uh, shared uh, talking about their sales in North America and Europe. Uh, Falcom shared that uh, East Origins sold under 300,000. East Ooh. One and Two Chronicles, uh, East One and Two Chronicles, and uh, Oath and Falgana both surpassed 250,000. And uh, Trails, in, uh, Trails in the Sky One uh, broke 350,000 uh, in sales. So. Just uh, kind of a uh, stat- neat status update on like how, how much you're actually selling overseas. I assume that's probably even better than the way it's done in Japan, honestly. Because like, I assume like that's how Falcom's getting by. is like They don't need to sell a lot of copies because they don't really put a lot of new technology in their games. So, uh, well, no, I I, you're sorry. not going to argue that it's, it's a great-looking game. I'm sorry, you can't. Well, no, I'm just saying, like, I remember Origins, you know, it sold really badly in Japan. And it's like... Yeah. I That's... think it sold like I don't know. Those are like less than a hundred thousand range. Well, this was know. like it was a PC exclusive. Past the point when Japan stopped caring about PC games. So. Yeah. So whatever they had, it was... <laughs> but it was a great game. And you know, I'm assuming you know we'll hear about East Five remastered. Something yeah, so. yeah. I I assume like because I know they mentioned uh, going forward. You know, like when they asked like why do you put like uh, your your titles on on Steam in the West. And you know, obviously, the the standard answer was well, because you know the, the overseas market that there's obviously a lot of uh, more players uh, using the PC. So that's why you port them there. There's a lot of uh, opportunity there, and they're kind of looking into uh, you know, obviously, getting more of Falcom's library over to PC, like you saw at Zway Two, coming up with the the uh, update of like Zway One um, and whatnot, along with all the uh, other titles, and of course, E8 getting a PC version sometime soon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. uh, yeah, so I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of cool that they're super aware uh, on that, and that the uh, sales on them have been doing fairly well, I imagine, in the in the West. Exactly. So hopefully we're here we're hearing more about that uh, coming to the West soon. If that's exceed, or maybe it's gonna be in East America. Well, no, you know, or it's maybe it'll be it'll be um, oh fuck, what's their name? The Summit Night people from from behind. Gaijin Games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. It's, it's going to be Vic Ireland just like I got it guys. Don't worry about it. Well, I mean, I love the locations. I would love to see the looks on their faces. You know, is pretty fun actually. I would love to see the looks on their faces on fans faces if they got the Vic Ireland treatment cuz Oh boy, shit. If they got upset with the Nice America translation, oh my god, Vic Ireland would be uh <laughs> I would actually, I wanted to see that happen. Just to see it's me. like two opposite. One is like completely literally dry, and the other one's completely over liberal. <laughs> yeah, they take their creative license uh, clearly. So, Kazuma, I want you to talk about this for me. So, uh, Hakugo, Hakuto, Ga, Kotoku. Oh my god, it's I'm Hokuto, gonna... Ga, Godoku. I'm sorry, okay? I don't speak the language like you do. Uh, they <laughs> apparently had a Japanese event. Talk about this. Okay, so um, much of they do for the Ryoga Gotoku events, the Yakuza events in Japan, they have like a big area set up. 
and people can come and play the games or like try them out and Nagoshi or like any anyone involved in the team will be there for interviews and everything and uh, there was one this weekend and uh, I think the most notable thing aside from like being able to like get your hands in the game was the fact that they had a life-sized version of Rao's horse Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Holy shit. So anyone who likes Fist of the North Star will like and be like, wow, what the hell? Holy holy crap. Um, uh, so that was probably the most notable thing about the event, in my opinion, because, like, um, well, there will be a demo available for Hokuto Gagosuke. That was actually pretty hard for me, so I shouldn't be giving you crap for that, Zach. Sorry. For clarification, yeah, the Fist of the North Star game being developed by the Yakuza. You're already dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the this is the North Star game being developed by the Ryuga Gotoku Studios. That was PS4 announced. Only, at, right? Yes. PS4 only, and right now Japan only, along with that really nice looking PlayStation 4 that has the exclusive theme and artwork by Tetsuhara. That it's does look pretty nice. Beautiful. Yeah. Oh, why yeah. don't we get? We don't. We never get any of that stuff. I know James is like super bummed out that we don't get the Mass Center World of PS4. Boy. Because they're usually not that more expensive than the regular PS4s either. Like, we get the Destiny 2 one, which, I mean, the Destiny and Destiny 2 are kind of nice. It's like the white versions with the nice uh, patterns on them, but they don't really do anything beyond that. Which, but, I mean, they're, they're, they're never really going to sell if they, like, if they yeah, come over here, though. Excuse, yeah, like, it, yeah, like it, you'll, you'll probably, it's probably, it's it's for a super niche audience, so you're going to well, get, like, maybe I, I really 3,000 at most. They need to sell them exclusively on the store so that they only make as many as people want. That's, that's probably yeah. the only way it works. Like, yeah. I really don't care about them because they always get scalped like day one so it's like you can't even find one yeah oh scalped yeah that's that's true like they straight up like put them on ebay immediately and you're just like well i'm not gonna spend a thousand five hundred dollars on a ps4 i'm sorry so uh but yeah. tell us more about the combat though because it looks nuts yeah so there was also a five minute trailer that was released elaborating on the combat of the series which is pretty similar to the combat system used in ryoga gotoku but because this game is actually on the kiwami engine it doesn't have the same style of combat that yakuza 6 has so this is not on the dragon engine this is on the old engine that yakuza 0 and yakuza kiwami are on so it has the similar weight to the combat and like uh, i think it mentioned earlier you can use uh effects to attack people and you have your uh, north star gauge which is similar to like your heat meter in yakuza um we should probably like uh make an article for this at some point but um <laughs> that's on me i'm sorry i'm moving no, right that's now fine. so yeah, yeah. No, uh, but um for anyone who's familiar with the yakuza series likes the way it plays then yeah definitely like check this out because this will be right up your alley and especially if you're a Fist of the North Star fan, I think you'll really just like Hell it yeah. and their interpretation on it yes. because Yakuza already has really good combat. Look, especially... we, we, I played the Koei Tecmo one, though. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh. Fist of the North Star character like, uh, fans deserve because the fucking Koei Tecmo ones. Was it, no. was it bad? The, the Musa, okay, the first Musou game was decent. The second one was bad. I do remember that, oh. yeah. The first one was like very genuine, but the, I think, I don't know if it was like the novelty at the time, and it was like uh, they did go over the top with that, but yeah, I remember the second the, the, one being uh, I feel like the, the, the biggest thing that the first one nailed is like the like the weight of it. Like yeah, there's a certain like gravity or moves that, that really uh, got the impact down. Punching holes and, to people and stuff. Yeah, but the, the the second one was like very weirdly floaty and loose and not exactly what you want out of a North Star game. Yeah, it was uh, it was bizarre. So yeah. I- I'm glad that they, you know that you're getting like existing systems from the Yakuza series and kind of making like a really really interesting way to kind of contextualize it in the uh, uh, Fist of the North Star universe. Oh my god! 
Oh yeah, like there there are a lot of um hints in the trailers already that's like, yeah, this is like very like Yakuza esque because even the scene with uh Rao and Kenshiro, like the way they punch each other is literally the dynamic start screen for like Nishiki and Kiyu's fight. Yeah. Like it's the it's exact good. same pose. Like I, I do. Yeah, like, I know it's really good. I do like I do like the point when it's like when you beat up people and they make sound effects. Like they can take those sound effects and oh, beat yeah. each other up yeah. with them too. Like yeah. they take the actual God. like the physical manifestation of sound effects and beating people up with the little the logos. It's insane. God. That's fucking nuts. That's, how, how do they? <laughs> That's just how they operate, though. That's just... I, 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 like whoever like like suggested that idea, like just like stand up and fucking clap for that dude. Oh, freaking god! <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, and, and, uh... I'm sorry. Who was the who's developing that game again? Ryuga Gotoku Studio, so Yakuza Studio. So oh, I thought it was like, oh, of course. I'm sorry. Like in my head, I'm like, who could be bizarre enough to do that? Of course, it's the Yakuza people making a yeah. making a Fist of the North Star game. That's what was so weird at the time. For some reason, I was thinking like Platinum Games. I don't know why, but. Yeah. Well, uh, so they've already like, uh, what is it? In in one of the Yakuza games, you could look at uh, like the old uh, manga and everything, yes. and it it was confirmed yes. somewhere that like Kiryu's favorite manga is like Fist of the North Star, and everyone's like, that's not surprising at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so one of the manga in five was Ghost in the Shell, so I would like to see them do a Ghost in the Shell video game too. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty sick. Or like, oh. uh, what, I guess Initial D was also there, so like, that's, why oh not? My God, oh okay. my gosh! Okay, that would be, per- that'd be perfect. The Initial D game by the Axe people. That'd be so good. <laughs> like when you think about it, like Yakuza Studio, whenever they like got, got projects that like outside of like the Yakuza norm, like Binary Domain, it was always something really oh, cool and weird. It's weird to fe- think that that's that's the team. Binary Domain is they, they make that game and then they made the team after that. It's just so weird. It's the same exact team. <laughs> I would do anything for another Binary Domain. That was so. Oh, it wasn't bro. like it wasn't big bow. It, Big Bow's so good, but it wasn't like a perfect game, but man, it had a lot of charm. Oh, totally. I, I heard good things about that game, but Sega didn't really advertise it properly or something. No, I, I mean, honestly, it's like it was hard to sell, and I think it came at a very uh, crowded time, so I think that's that's not too surprising. So, uh, should definitely give it a shot when you do. Like, it's always like the, in the bargain bin. Like, I know the Steam sale is on right now, so maybe that's on for a good price. Yeah, it's, actually, it's definitely... I got it up right now. It's uh, $5.43. So, yeah, that's. That's 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 the perfect time to do that. It's weird, actually. Um, you can either buy binary domain for seven dollars and forty nine cents, or you can buy the bundle that has the DLC for five forty three. I don't know why you would buy. <laughs> yes, awesome. Why would you not buy the 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 DLC with it? Because the bundle's cheaper than the game by itself. I don't know. That's that's just perfect how Steam though. is kind of crazy like that. Yeah, Steam. I, I should also mention. Yeah, uh, for news' sake. Uh, Steam sale going on right now, and PSN has a holiday sale with like 600 games in it. I spent a good while having to scroll through that, just trying to find stuff that I wanted. So uh, jump on that stuff. Uh, I think GOG has got their own going on. Humble Store's got the holiday sale happening right now. So I think the Steam one ends like on January 4th, I believe. So you got some time uh, to try that stuff out. Uh, moving into other news, we've got here Super Robot Wars X cross i don't know what do you yeah it's, it's x okay. uh yeah a few, a few weeks ago since we didn't uh do the podcast we uh, did bring it up week. actually i think we just didn't talk about it oh much. yeah so yeah. yeah go ahead oh yeah uh this was announced for playstation 4 and playstation vita uh coming next year march 29th in japan uh the english it'll have an english version uh the, coming to southeast asian territories coming on april 26th very easy to import though digitally um and you know this is once again, a new Super Robot Wars game. It's not going to do anything earth-shattering, but it's always cool to see like what new series uh, are coming back, uh, coming back, and what will make their debut. Uh, new series coming to it is Gundam Reconquista, Mashin Hiro Wataru, 
uh, Nadia, the Secret of Blue Water, and uh, Nadia. Buddy Complex. Wow, Nadia. Yeah, yeah, Nadia. I thought awesome. they could fit Nadia in that one. <laughs> okay, so the, the, this what this what they actually started with the last one V, uh, where they put uh, ya- uh, Space Battleship Yamato in it, and uh, they're kind of continuing in the spirit of like, hey, like a warship uh, kind of series going into this. Like Yamato and V was like. Easily like the most overpowered battleship, maybe single unit in a game in the SRW series. It was ridiculous. Uh, so I think they're getting more comfortable with uh, inserting more of these, like not really giant robot series, more like war- giant warship series uh, into these games. Like I'm hoping this all just leads up to like getting like Legend of Galactic Heroes or something. That'd be pretty. Into- that'd be cool. Oh my god. Yeah, but you know, it that. sort of fits in with like Space Battleship Yamato, right? Because they they have like fight aliens and they have like yeah like horrible weapons to fight though? them you know they have all kinds of weaponry right? I, yeah they, they, the only thing they're missing is really the roles they do have they do have like the spirit of like a super robot plot in there for yeah. sure that's that's yeah. the thing but you know the more licenses they add the least likely it's going to get localized because it's way too much red yeah i mean them. i mean that's a, that's, a, that's a whole southeast asia plan uh, with yeah. them anyway so it's kind of cool like the, the whole setup of this is uh, they get transported to another world and whatnot. So, oh, of course, I, that's how course. every single that, setup. Project Crossbone does that. Yeah, but the, like the last one was like interdimensional travel, like into these three dimensions. This one's like, oh, everyone's get transported to like a new foreign fantasy world or whatever. Oh, like a new world. Is, oh, okay, so they get yeah. to a specific world. Okay. That's yeah, cool. yeah, and yeah, a lot, a lot of uh, uh, people's favorites are, are back uh, that were missing in uh, V. So you have uh, Gundam Wing and the Swaltz. Uh, making a return, uh, a, a weird addition, uh, which is like a Char's counterattack of Beltor Chica's children. Uh, yeah, that's kinda like, the high new Gundam. And yeah, the high new Nightingale. Um, yeah. the, the, it's only going to be mechs only, not the plot of that, obviously, because they have like the regular Char's counterattack plot in there. Well, and... the plot's almost the same. It just oh, has some derivations. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's the same plot overall, but uh, the outcomes are a bit different, so... You also have uh, Code Geass coming back and Guren Lagan, uh, so a lot, a lot of band favorites, especially I, that could come in there. I want to get it just for the Crossbone Gundam. That's what I want to do. Oh yeah, Cro- Crossbone was awesome in the, in the last one. So I'm, uh, seeing seeing it come back from V is uh, really cool. I really like about playing the full cloth in uh, in a V. So I mean that that's this is great because they're still using the V's engine, and V's engine is. Really awesome at capturing, capturing like uh, late eighties, early nineties explo- explosion it looks effects. Good, yeah. It, it looks looks the scenes, really the cutscenes that they put in there, and it's important to say that you know uh, you've been talking about this, of course, over over the year or so that they've been doing this. But like they their English translations have been gotten progressively better, and so yeah. hopefully this is like they're you know they've really taken it uh, down to a science now. Hopefully, we're still at the fifty-fifty here because one was really bad, like yeah, you know, was, and one was actually pretty good. With, uh, I, with MC, so. I can only rely on the screenshots you've been sharing, and uh, so far, I mean, I, I can yeah. definitely tell you, yeah, I can, I, I can attest that the first one was insanely bad. Uh, very poorly <laughs> done. It's like SAO Hello Fragment style. And then you've got this one, uh, it, five it, because like uh, Moonvellers was like, it was really, really bad. Like for the first, like 40% of the game, then like mildly tolerable, like in the midsection, and, like got like pretty good at the, like the back half of the game. Well, so like, 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 you think they would go like, from the beginning, no but they started from <laughs> no. the end of it. Like they went yeah. backwards. <laughs> like they got uh, worse as they, uh, they started from the end and worked their way to the beginning or something. It's, they uh, probably fired a translator halfway and got someone else. Maybe. Oh, maybe like, oh, this is fucking awful. <laughs> we gotta move on. The, the, thing, the thing they have to work on, they have to work on, I know there's gonna be like a tall ask for them because in, in every one of these Super Bowl Wars entries, they always have this insane like encyclopedia glossary type yeah. theory where they kind of detail 
every mech and what like its functions were in every series kind of like giving a familiarity and like of like where these mechs came from what they can do what they did in the show and whatnot and it's like it's just fucking crazy amounts of text on there but a lot of them are like very inconsistent in what it actually says so i know that's like on the back half and not a lot of people check that but i would I've, i always like digging into those to see like kind of what they put down for it and hopefully they get that down <laughs> but yeah there's exciting i'm, I'm uh, excited for a new super world wars again i mean the this year's entry was pretty pretty good i, I like it a lot i might actually go back and play more of it before the year ends. when's the release date for this sorry uh this is uh march yeah 29th. Mar- march yeah march 29 wow. and april 26th for the english version in southeast asia was that like with with five was that with the difference between the japanese the english release was it that uh, actually, no. On, uh, in the uh, V, it was the Japanese and English release were on the same day. Yeah, with Moon, I remember that. With Moon Dwellers, it was like a month apart, I believe. Same. Maybe two months apart, but yeah. yeah I mean, take it more I'm seriously. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay either way. If this means it'll be a, a, a like a near perfect like localization. It's kind of crazy to think the fact that like we're talking about March 29th for a Vita game. So there's still Vita games being made, and I know like I can't think of. Um, there was another game recently that was announced was also for the Vita. I'm blanking on it right yeah, now. The but... Catherine uh, Full yeah, Body. Yeah, Catherine Full Body, the remake, uh, which is also, um, uh, which which is supposed to be coming out uh, this uh, next year as well. So, but that like there's very few like the Vita games are still coming out, and we were talking before like I think earlier this year like you know how late would be the final game coming out like. PS3, of course, is all said and done. Vita's still going. Uh, not to yeah. say they were really comparable, but still, like it's it's crazy. There's also Stardew Valley still coming out to Vita next year. Yeah, uh, that's the case. And but you know, like Super World Wars uh, X, just the fact that you know it's supposedly going to be a very big game again. The fact that it's going to come to the Vita means they still know what to do with it, or it could be horribly unoptimized. We'll find out. They're, 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 actually, they're actually pretty good for us. They're not like Gust with the Atari games. That's fair. I mean, and these are like mostly 2D games, so it's 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 not as demanding. Yes, it's not. Yeah, it's not as bad. But uh, man, those like uh, those Atari games recently on Vita. Huh? Oh my gosh, Gust period. And I should note. Gus was actually able to put out an Atelier game on time, <laughs> like with. Uh, oh yeah, I, um, I don't know if this got delayed. <laughs> no, it didn't. Lydian Suell, uh-huh. no, it came out on time. Um, I uh-huh. don't know what the reaction's been to it, but it came out a, a few days ago in Japan. So uh, hopefully you hear about that. But boy, that's that was a, a new one. But yeah, every Vita version of a Gus game so far uh, in the past like couple years, two three years, has been super awful. They're still selling like well though. And I don't I don't understand how this like how people are just like base, yes. maybe they're committed. I guess. Uh, well, like the thing is, I don't get it. About them is do they have not know how to optimize their game or something? Because every uh, game that I play, yeah, I don't think they have great programmers necessarily. But I should mention that like uh, that there's really no uh, incentive for Koei Tecmo to be localized in those versions because from what I know, it's that uh, they sell like at most maybe ten thousand copies. <laughs> like that's that's it's it's really bad. So like the Vita audience in America is really small now, and so they don't. That's why you don't really see those games be localized. I think at most. They've gotten maybe for a title it was like twenty thousand, <laughs> so they got more fault Twitter followers than they do people buying their games on the Vita. So yeah. and when you think about it, Gus is a, like a fairly like small studio, so trying to balance like these three versions now with the Switch is kind yeah. of oh, you know, it's really straining them. And they've outsourced, of course, the PC version. And they still they still have Atelier Online as well that was delayed to next year in Japan. Yeah, so. yeah, that was that's still a thing, crazy. Right? Yeah, uh, oh. yeah, because online and. Atelier Online committed. Like, they're going to be fighting each other in 2018. We'll see what happens. Chasm uh, <laughs> is excited. Um, yeah, so looking ahead, um, besides the Valkyrie Chronicles 4 gameplay premiere live stream that's going to be out in uh, a few days, 
Uh, there's also Persona 3, Dancing Moon Knight, and Persona 5, Dancing Star Knight. Remember those games? Uh, oh, yeah. They have more news I, I to be shown. To yeah, I actually, uh, based on the fact that it's Japan time, we might have more news by uh, this time tomorrow uh, regarding those two games. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That's, is that the, like technically tonight as of the recording? Tonight. Yeah, it's technically tonight. Oh, so we'll have news about that as well. Uh, maybe they'll show more of the soundtrack uh, based on what they're talking about. It's supposed to be massive. Uh, I think uh, I'm excited for both. I love both yeah. soundtracks. I have more fondness for both Persona 3 and 5 soundtrack over Persona 4, so I'm super excited. I still go back and watch our, like you and me, Josh, we did a live stream mm-hmm. uh, for a recording, actually, I should say, for Persona 4 Dancing All Night. I still go back and like listen to that just because I love the soundtrack. Like, oh, the yeah, remixes. they had really nice remixes of it. Even if it was like the same four or five songs, like four or five remixes of each of them, it's like they, that's their excuse. Now they don't have excuse they have a ton of music to work with hopefully persona 5 soundtrack is massive so hopefully they do uh but yeah that's that's the two big events um and then um as far as the rest of the site we'll have our game of the year stuff going up later this week uh we've got final fantasy uh because of course this year final fantasy celebrated its 30th anniversary so we've got uh some impressive editorials uh that we're working that have been already up on the site we've got um who is it uh liz just uh has got one for Final Fantasy, oh man, I'm, I don't have it up. Five, yeah, Final Fantasy Five, talking about how it's easy to break that game, basically, uh, and that's what makes it so much fun. Chelsea also um, had one for Fabula Nova Crystallis. Yeah, Fabula Nova Crystallis. Thank you. I don't know why mm-hmm. I'm blanking on that, but yeah, Fabula Nova Crystallis. <laughs> it's just been a long weekend, sorry mm-hmm. guys. That's why yeah. I'm like all this this entire podcast. It's but mouthful, you know. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, it's, exactly. It's fucking Final Fantasy, dude. Oh my dude. gosh. Don't blame you. It's also the holiday. Take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy. So yeah, Final Fantasy Five just went up today. Feliz. Uh Chelsea's got a Fabula Nova Crystallis. Uh, for Christmas Day, I'll have my Final Fantasy Tactics uh, retrospective uh, on the site too. We might have some oh, other I, stuff. <laughs> that reminds me that the the, the latest Famitsu also did like a FF Tactics like uh, thing for uh, the anniversary as well. Yeah, it's, it's celebrating its anniversary as well. Yeah, uh, and it's crazy to think like there's so many anniversaries next year as well. Like Yasunori Mitsuda announced Zeno Gears is having its a big concert to celebrate its um, 20th anniversary next year. Uh, which me and Chelsea have been talking about doing some big stuff for the site as well regarding that. So, uh, but yeah, there's just a lot of stuff to honor. But yeah, like I said, we'll have Game of the Year stuff coming up here. Uh, we'll also have the results of the Reader's Choice poll that we've been doing uh, on, on social media. So be on the lookout for that. We'll have uh, coverage of that on the site too. And That's other... still ongoing too, right? Like, uh, uh, I think we're about moment? done with that. Okay. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, if it's, if it's not done <laughs> yet, go up on our t- Twitter account. You'll find it there. Uh, but yeah, we just got a lot of great articles coming up here, new guides coming up. So just be on the lookout for that. Monster Hunter World, the beta is going on right now, the open beta, so hope you guys are enjoying that. I played it, played the three battles, had a good fun with that. Felt really Which bad weapon? because, um, okay, I'll, I'll just say briefly because we're trying to wrap things up, but like, yep. I will say, I felt incredibly bad as the hunter because you see, you're, you come across and fight one of these monsters, and they're like the one, like the third challenge is like this little dinosaur that just sleep it. I don't know anything about Monster Hunter, so sorry, but like, mm-hmm. just sleep in there, you run up, attack it. Mm-hmm. Scare the living daylights out of it, mm-hmm. and just starts like trying to defend itself, and then you beat it down, and then it just starts limping away to get back to its nest. And as I chase after it, 
the dinosaur just like plops down and falls asleep again trying to recover and i just like start swinging my sword trying to attack it i felt so bad for them i was like why i'm the monster not these things i'm truly now you know why monster hunter is actually popular oh my gosh like uh the worst people james like usually the worst people yeah for sport oh (laughs) i felt so bad for them i was like we're not actually the heroes of the story no 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 we are the real monsters here uh so yeah but, but we'll have like i said more coverage of that uh we'll be having a lot of stuff on that in january so be looking on the fourth i'll look forward to that uh on rpgsite.net you can also follow us on twitter at rpg site our facebook page facebook.com such rpg site net youtube channel youtube.com such rpg site net subscribe to us on itunes your favorite podcast app just search for tetracast our permanent discord link uh discord.me such rpg site where we've got a uh, channel for Monster Hunter World. So if you want to chat with the game with other people that are playing it. And, of course, um, look forward to RDS? the official release uh, a little over a month from now. Um, Josh, uh, you saying something? Oh, uh, yeah. I said, yeah, the, the, also the Monster Hunter World channel. like uh, That's going to be up, of course, till the full release. And you can just party up, uh, discuss anything about it. We have voice channels in the Discord as well. Uh, very easy to, like, you know, dispatch make. Yeah, yeah, we might we might even have a dedicated Monster Hunter voice, uh, World voice channel. Uh, we'll talk about that, though. Um, yep. And finally, we'll wrap things up, uh, Shane, where you guys can find us on Twitter. So where can they find you, Josh? Find me at HDKirin, H-D-K-I-R-I-N. Uh, Chow? No, you're not. You I don't have Twitter. I don't use it. I don't, I don't care for you're it. One of the, you're one of the holdouts. Uh, Kazuma? MadAdam underscore. Right. And you can find me at Zachary. So that's it uh, for the December 23rd, 2017 edition of the TetraCast. We might have another one next week. Uh, we'll probably work things out because that's, once again, a holiday weekend. But we'll we'll talk about that anyway. Um, we'll probably just be talking about Persona 3 and 5 dancing, I guess. That's like the big news, right? <laughs> yeah. maybe we'll care everyone have a very Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Yes. Uh, those celebrated, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Holidays. Mm-hmm. And see you all next week for another edition of the TetraCast. Bye, everyone.